Sound artist and composer Jesse Austin Stewart has created an album of musical vibration compositions designed to be felt rather than heard. By holding a PlayStation DualSense controller, the music can be experienced through the way changing patterns feel against your palms. Jesse has worked with the hearing impaired community to create the works, which will be available on streaming sites from this Friday. He's one of this year's Arts Foundation Te Tumutoi Springboard Award winners and has produced music that's recorded more than a million streams. As someone with a disability, he says that with music for PlayStation, he wants to create music that offers a shared experience for everyone. I guess it's kind of a field called like haptic audio, where uh, it's, it involves, I guess, using your body to touch things that then vibrate and you feel that touch. Um, so we might be really familiar with kind of feeling our phones vibrate. You know, you've got it in your pocket. Oh, I've got a phone call or I've got a message. Similarly, instead of doing it to tell us that we're getting a message or a notification, um, we're then using technology to kind of vibrate uh, our body in a musical pattern um, so we can feel the music uh, in different ways. I guess that's the thing. When you hear the word music, you think sound. And, and here is thinking of music as something felt. Yeah, totally. Within sounding music, there's a whole culture around different kind of, I guess, musical characteristics that we can represent in vibration without sound. So things like rhythm or volume. And I guess that's something that I've explored within this project through vibration without sound. How did PlayStation come to be involved? And what makes the DualSense controller the perfect outlet for your tracks? Um, so PlayStation, the company themselves, are not involved, um, but their DualSense controller works really well in terms of its integration with everyone's computer. So um, you can plug it into your computer and do a couple little setup things, which are really easy to do, and then you can play back any audio from your computer and use the DualSense controller, which is PlayStation's new controller, kind of like you would use any speakers that you might have in your home. Um, so, yeah, you can play back music through the controller itself. And it sounds very sensitive because you're able to feel what the rhythms from left to right, right right to left, you know, chat. so you're feeling what patterns against your palms effectively? Yeah, totally. So if you hold the controller in your hands like you would be if you were playing a game or something like that, They've got uh, vibration motors within the controller that vibrate at different points. So there's one on the left side and one on the right side, and so you can control those individually. And so um, like you can control the left speaker and the right speaker, if we're listening to like headphones or speakers, you can do the same with the controller. And the other thing that's really good about it is that it's a relatively cheap piece of technology. So you can pick one up for 90 or or $100, which isn't super cheap, um, but it's much cheaper than other similar kind of haptic interfaces um, or musical vibration interfaces, which are often custom and hard to come by and difficult to use. So as a composer, Jesse, what, how do you use the vibrations as instruments? I mean, I imagine that you can use pressure, of course, so it might be soft, it might be hard, it might be slow, it might be quick. Is it, is it a little bit like composing yeah. for an orchestra, but just in a, in a different way? I guess in many ways you could compare it to that. I think you can play with things like speed and rhythm and intensity, making the vibrations kind of like swell in your hands and feel them move kind of like back and forth and feel like they're in between. 
I guess unlike an orchestra, there's far fewer musical characteristics than you can play with. I guess like with an orchestra, you can play with changing the tonality of an instrument. You might make a violin sound really dark or bright, depending on how you play it. And then if you compare a violin to a trumpet, they sound really different. So in terms of the types of vibration that we can get with the controller, it's quite limited, but that means we can play with things like rhythm and volume and explore those a bit more. For those of us who are more used to musical genre, understanding musical genre, the compositions that you've got, would we get a sense of, of opera or, or jazz or pop or um, is this its own music? Yeah, I think uh, the rhythms and kind of the ideas that are being played with, with the music that I've written for it kind of would most closely link themselves to probably minimalist electronic music. There's some inklings which kind of kind of relate themselves to an acousmatic tradition, um, which is music made for speakers as opposed to for performers. Um, and there's kind of a long history uh, within New Zealand leaning into that acousmatic music as well from the traditions of Douglas Lilburn coming through. So not necessarily pop music, but a lot of the rhythms that I play with are, I guess, accessible rather than these, I guess, complex rhythms that we could have engaged with. You worked, of course, with the hearing impaired community on this. What sort of reaction did you get from them? I'm really curious uh, in terms of their response to it and what they express about what it means to them to have this accessible to them finally. Yeah, so I worked with some musicians and composers who are a part of the Heart of Hearing and Deaf community on this project. Um, this project kind of stemmed from some of my PhD research that explored kind of this musical vibration thing, spatializing this musical vibration through a custom audio controller, kind of like the PlayStation controller, but one that I built myself. Um, and so I worked with them in developing that, seeing kind of what ideas and what they wanted with that. I showed them what I'd made, and they found that this custom interface that I'd built really helped them engage with the music in a way that they hadn't before, and they felt that the barriers that they'd previously seen within this type of music um, were removed for them. Uh, and so the natural inclination was, how do we make this more accessible um, in terms of being more cost-conscious and easier to use? And so that led us to the PlayStation controller, and then in writing the pieces, I worked with these same people uh, from the Heart of Hearing and Deaf community and sending pieces back and forth to them being like, what do you think of this? How would you like it to be different? How does this work for you? Um, and engaging with them in ways to see what suited them and what they appreciated about the work. I think this is going to be really emotional for a lot of people, particularly perhaps those who haven't had an opportunity to experience music in this way before. I mean, it's going to open up new worlds for some people. Yeah, totally. Um, and I don't want to speak to anyone, what anyone's experience may or may not be with the work, but I think the thing that excites me the most about it is not necessarily that it's music for a particular community, but rather it's music that can be experienced collectively by more people and that can share a fairly similar experience with each other. I mean, and, and it's also an open invitation for people those who don't have hearing impairments to experience it as well because it's well it's a new experience right exactly and i think like that's to me the really exciting thing about it is that it places people it gives people a much more similar ex musical experience to each other that they can compare with each other
rather than, uh, I guess, if you've got different types of hearing, that your hearing experience of different kind of musical works traditionally could be quite different. Will this be the first of several, effectively, albums or, or um, playlists, do you think, Jess? Is this something that's got you really excited? I haven't got plans at the moment, Lynn, um, but I'm more excited for people to hopefully see this project and be like, oh, I can make music for this controller as an output. Um, and I, I guess my my ultimate dream would be that it's more a stepping stone for other people to be like, oh, I can do this, or I can write music in this way where I haven't been able to engage with music before, or I can write music for people within my community or for people that I care about, and yeah. So what what's next for you? Uh, I'm currently working on a podcast series with another disabled person uh, called Sam Morgan, uh, which kind of explores disability and accessibility within music technology. Um, so that's hopefully coming out sometime uh, early next year. Uh, and I'm also working on a performance series along the waterfront uh, in Wellington uh, called Waterfront Monophony, uh, which will feature new compositions by a range of composers uh, based in New Zealand, uh, where performers walk back and forth along the stretch of the waterfront with Bluetooth speakers and you kind of can walk uh, along the performance, sit down, kind of listen to it and hear how the works blend in with the, the sea and the rest of the environment around you. There's always going to be new technology coming out and I think for me I'm most excited about exploring the ways that that technology can be used to make our art-making environments more inclusive and more accessible for audiences that are currently not... Um, well, I guess they're currently excluded from participating in either art-making or being audiences. Jesse Austin-Stewart, Music for PlayStation, is available from this Friday.